2: The Opinion Line on Courts 96FM. On Tuesday, we were talking about, when I was here last, we were talking about women and the fear they experience out walking and how the Joseph Pushka murder, brutal murder of Ashling Murphy, has made women even more afraid than they previously were. It happened in the middle of the day. She's out for a run. On a bright, crisp January day, and she meets that awful end. It wasn't like a dark night in the middle of nowhere, down in anywhere. It was out in a public run on a bright day, and how it has filled women with fear. We've also been talking about crime against vulnerable people downtown. Two people robbed, a young Lee robbed of a substantial amount of money, and then Sarah ran to tell us about her son, a lad with special needs, robbed of his money. And just how dangerous our streets are. And in, particularly in Sarah's case, she couldn't find a guard. Her, her, her husband and son couldn't find a guard uh, when her son was robbed. Uh, this was around Christmas of last year. And it just opens up again the conversation about fear on our streets and particularly fear among women. And while I was going through that that stuff on Tuesday, I recalled a conversation that I had in the summer of 2021 with a lady who at the time I said, I think her name is Holly it was Holly, Holly Keating and we were talking back in 2021 about that fear that women experience while they're out walking and while we were chatting I went back and listened to it yesterday I recalled that time that I was out for a walk myself on Maryborough Hill and had spotted a young woman walking in the distance. There was one young woman in particular was on the path at the same time as me. I was thinking to myself, like, is she nervous just at the sound of my footstep?
1: <laughs> Probably, to be honest, wow. yeah. Wow. I know, I know. It's, it is, it's not something that I think women ever really come out and talk about a lot because it's kind of just so everyday. But yeah, especially if it's kind of in the, in the dark def, definitely if it's a this, a quiet road there, there's not many other people on it you're by yourself you know it's just her and a man yeah for, almost definitely she would feel nervous it's like a, a kind of fist of, of anxiety that is just constant within you
2: but well, Holly is now living in Berlin and after I recalled that conversation the lad's placed a call to her to see would she chat with us again uh, good to talk to you once more Holly. Um, it really struck a chord with our audience the last time we spoke. Uh, good morning to you.
1: Hi PJ. So why I spoke to you in the first place was recounting just like a really aggressive and violent like attack that I experienced and it was, I mean, this kind of stuff happens all the time if you're a woman, unfortunately, but the fact that this happened at like 10pm on a July evening when it was fully bright and there was people around was like, I think that's what shocked me so much and I think that that's why... So many people are so upset and outraged about like the Ashley Murphy case as well, like because it was 4 p.m. and you know she was just going for a run and it, it doesn't seem like you know it's like the dark hours of the night where anything is possible, like it was it was bright and there was it was social and there was people around, I think. And the lasting effect, like that something like that had on me was quite extraordinary. Where I mean, it went on like kind of unnoticed in my own subconscious for like months that I would hear footsteps behind me and like a trauma response would happen where I would feel dizzy or faint or like honestly sometimes nearly
2: vomit For the benefit of people who didn't hear you describe it the first time do you want to tell us briefly again what it was?
1: Yeah sure, Um, it was just a man um, approached myself and my friend and He was initially, like, very sexually forward with myself. And, like, I kind of brushed off it, like, awkwardly and, you know, was trying to just get him to go away. But then he started, like, a really vicious homophobic, like, attack and slur on my friend. He threw him to the floor and started to beat him up. And then he grabbed me by the neck and, like, pushed me against... um, a shop wall, like a uh, outside. It was just up across from UCC, and uh, he pushed me against the wall and just like hands around my neck and said, "If you don't have sex with me, I'm going to murder your friend." Uh, which was awful. I, I had, I had like fifty euro in my pocket, and I gave it to him, and he he walked away.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that was the summer of 2021. It was around the time of the Sarah Everard case, and it it, it brought all that trauma. Back to you. Yes. uh, Forgive me, I don't remember. Was it ever pursued by the guards?
1: Yes, it was. Um, So we did, we put in a report. We gave like a physical description and somebody in the area had reported like suspicious activity. Turns out it was the same guy. He was, you know, I think intoxicated, inebriated, he was not really very mentally well for sure mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he actually, so the guards went up to him and he punched one of them so he was charged with with that, that anyway for sure
2: He marked his own card right there and then yeah. Since we talked, you've moved to Berlin Was it work? Yes. Work brought you there?
1: Um not really I think uh, um I just wanted a change of scene after the pandemic like a lot of people my age you know I'm in my mid 20s um I just uh, wanted to experience, you know, a different life outside of Ireland, and also a more affordable life. If I'm honest with you, but yeah. um, I also have a lot of friends here. Um, cool. I have a big. There's an amazing Irish community here.
2: Yeah, we might talk about the affordability thing in a minute because it's a whole interesting area. But
1: yeah, <laughs> talk to
2: me about comparing. At the time that I spoke to you, to be fair, you were only a short time after this trauma. You were still in fear. You described to me how you know hearing a footstep behind you brought on that trauma response how are you now and what's berlin like compared to cork
0: are you ready to enhance your future in tech then it's time to make your move to the uk the nation that has more tech unicorns than france germany and sweden combined the nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation the nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK.
1: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Berlin is a lot safer, actually. Um, I mean, it has a kind of reputation for being quite, like, seedy because of all the clubs and it's quite sexually open, etc., but... It's a really, really safe place. Like, uh, sometimes I'm coming home from work or a restaurant or a bar or something at two or three in the morning and I'm on the public transport and I'm walking from there to my apartment and I feel completely safe. I have my earphones in. I don't really, I don't think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also live in a pretty safe area, but like I, I wouldn't dream of doing that in either Dublin or Cork. Like, ne- like I would used to, run home if it was past 11 p.m. like if I was getting off of the train and going to my apartment in Dublin I used to run to my from my stop to the apartment you know it was like quite a terrifying experience whereas here even though it's much bigger and there's like I mean don't get me wrong there are still strange people around that you clock but Generally, people do leave you alone.
2: And what's the police attitude to to troublemakers like that? I know. Look, the guards are run off their feet. There's not enough of them, and their rosters are up to Swanee at the moment. And if you like, the guards are overnumbered and overpowered. And then they wouldn't yeah. mind me saying it, but but what's what's it? What's the police situation like in Berlin?
1: Um, they are. Pretty ruthless with antisocial behavior. Plus, they carry uh, firearms, which is not the case at home. Yeah, they would be pretty, pretty aggressive. Um, in terms of like, they don't take any any crap. Like they're they're very straightforward. Uh, in that, also in that same vein, they don't have a lot of empathy. I have had a friend that was. Um, i guess and they weren't so empathetic towards that yeah. um i mean they they you know followed the pr- protocol and procedure but they weren't they weren't holding anybody's hand put it that way yeah. um but they are they're, they're pretty good at their job
2: yeah yeah which is what you want them to be come back to what yeah. you said a bit go about, about, about berlin being more affordable like you lived in yes. dublin compare the two yeah
1: um, and I, I lived in Dublin, I think 2015 to 2021, yeah. um, and I was in college there and worked there. And like even back then, it was paycheck to paycheck. Like my rent was at Dublin standards now dirt cheap. I was like six hundred euro for an apartment, um, for a room in an apartment, which is now unheard of. And that here in Berlin is expensive.
2: What do you have now, for example, in a major city in Germany? What what do you now have?
1: I have, like, um, a pretty large apartment shared with my friend. with like, an ensuite and a balcony for 600 euro. And it's, like, in a really central area with, like full of restaurants and cafes and Mm -hmm. bars and everything like at my doorstep and the thing is with Berlin it's like it's not even that less expensive it's just that the bang for your buck is so much better yeah you know there's such a huge diverse uh, collection of communities and scenes and like there's just always something that like if you're interested like there's a whole Trad Irish music scene here that my friend uh, plays in every Sunday. But there's also like an art scene which I'm on there and illustration, and um, like there's just such a mega huge diverse.
2: And compare it to Cork, Holly. I mean, you are from Cork. Compare.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I love Cork so much. But again, I mean, if you want to, you can't, there's nowhere to go club. There's nowhere that can facilitate like really big music artists that aren't you know taylor swift like in parky queef like obviously that's amazing but i mean even there's a whole community in cork that i know that love uh techno music and they we just don't have the facilities for people to like enjoy that mm-hmm. In you know like they don't tour in cork because there's nowhere for them to go and there's not a lot of non-alcohol based like activities to do because believe me i've tried it i love a sober i I love a sober activity and sometimes it's hard to find something that's that 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 that's like that for you know
2: young people let alone the cost of rent and the cost of living and all of that holly it's great to catch up again i wish you well and, and thanks for talking to me today
1: yeah no problem thanks pj
2: and, and best of luck with everything in Berlin. That's uh, Holly Keating, who we first spoke to on this show in 2021 about the fear that women experience just out for a walk and the comparison between here in Berlin and how safer, how much safer she feels in a much bigger, more diverse city. It, it says a lot, you know. It does indeed. courts 96FM